Do you know what time it is? It's time for the Workforce Show, where you will learn the latest news about employment trends, current opportunities, and innovative strategies for managing a career on WERA 96.7 FM. Thanks for joining us today on the Workforce Show. Uh, we have a, a repeat guest, a special guest, Christopher Bruno, who is the Economic Development Director of Fairfax City. Welcome. Thank you, Cindy. Welcome, Glad Chris. to be here. Thank you. Um, I I wanted to talk to Chris uh, again uh, because he his his county is doing such interesting things. Uh, but uh, before we talk about his county, we want to talk about him. What have you been doing since we last interviewed you? Oh, goodness. Since since we last interviewed, it was um, probably a year and a half ago yeah. or so. Um, I, I've been crazy, <laughs> but crazy is good. Um, uh, you know, a year and a half ago when I initially spoke to you and, and sort of gave you an overview of what was happen- happening in the Fairfax City Economic mm-hmm. Development Office, um, I had expressed my desire to grow the office, build its staff, um, and really establish a foundation for our new economic development programs. So I'm very happy to report that we have done that, um, I think, very successfully. Um, it's very clear to me and to our constituents that economic development is now a priority, if not the top priority for Fairfax City. Um, and in establishing that priority, uh, we, we've really come a long way to grow the office. So we've we've hired some staff. We have a, a, a wonderful um and talented uh, business development associate on staff right now. And, and her responsibility is to go out and, and make the personal connections with the businesses that exist within the city and to figure out what kind of capacity and support services we can develop and already have in place um, to show them that we are responsive um, to the economic development needs of these businesses that exist in our city. And the reason that I think this is an important foundational level for our, our economic development programs um, is because it really solidifies the vision of what the business community can and should and does look like in Fairfax City right now. And that then enables me to go out and make the connections and the relationships with um, either existing businesses outside of the city or prospective businesses who are looking to come to Northern Virginia and to be able to hold out Fairfax City as an option and say, we're serious about your business. We'll support you. Please come here. Please think about Fairfax City. Um, So we've really grown sort of physical office. We have another employee on staff as well. And then we have someone in in a sort of support position who um, just the nature of, of the game right now is that I've thrown more on her than she can possibly handle. And she's done an excellent job um, really stepping up and, and serving almost as um, a program manager in, in her own right. Um, but we've also expanded our digital presence as well. So now um, people can visit us at fairfaxcityconnected.com. And I would encourage everyone to just um, something we recently put up there under our new testimonials tab is we've identified some very interesting and what I think are unique businesses uh, that already exist in Fairfax City. And they capture what the Fairfax City business environment 
can and should look like in the future. Um, so I would absolutely encourage you and your listeners to visit. Um, they're they're honestly just to to be very informal about it. They're very cool videos. Um, they're fun to watch. <laughs> you're telling your about. you're telling your county. Great. That, I mean <laughs> that's my job. Right? <laughs> that's your job. Well, well, welcome to uh, thank the, you. the thank Fairfax you for County. Uh, but tell me something. The economic development area in general in your county does it include workforce or does it include the businesses so um in uh, in virginia cities and counties are actually separate so uh, my jurisdiction is fairfax city um but because of the nature of Fairfax City as it relates to Fairfax County a lot of what we do is partnering with the larger jurisdiction that surrounds us um and then also in in northern virginia specifically workforce development is sort of thought of as a regional um, effort and so Fairfax City and Fairfax County and the other jurisdictions, Arlington County as well, um, all participate in um, some form of workforce development. The most recent one that the region is focusing on, and that I'm actually particularly excited about because it's a it's a great example of uh, the jurisdictions coming together and a show of regionalism, um, is the Go Virginia project. So the tech talent pipeline is is being channeled through Northern Virginia Community College with support from all of the member jurisdictions. Wait a minute. But- you said of regional, does it include Maryland and DC? No, it doesn't. So okay. that's that's the Northern Virginia region, and that yeah. it, you know I'll just be candid with you. I think that's a challenge that this region faces, um, and there are organizations out there that are helping us overcome that challenge. Um, you know, the Greater Washington Board of Trade, uh, the Metropolitan Council of Governments, the Greater Washington Partnership. I am absolutely forgetting some, but all of these organizations are really helping us. Um, overcome that challenge and bridge that gap that most other large metropolitan areas don't have to deal with, at least to this extent. I mean, this is essentially two, this is really three states when you look at it. it yeah. But um, Eleanor Holmes would be happy to hear you say that. So third excellent. state. OK. <laughs> um, but so so when looking at workforce development on a northern Virginia um side, I guess. Uh, Fairfax City does partner actively with the surrounding jurisdictions. Um, And we are excited about the tech talent pipeline coming out of um, Northern Virginia Community College as the program administrator. But that really responds to the need of um, identifying the, the jobs that exist in technology where there are not enough people to fill them and developing the talent to fill those existing jobs. Um, and I, I think that's really important. And I've seen that work in some other cities. I, I know uh, the last time I was here, I spoke about my time in New York. We had a tech talent pipeline there. He is there. from New York, folks. <laughs> Beware. Beware. <laughs> I know. I know. We, we had a tech talent pipeline there. Um, and if any of my former colleagues hear this from New York, I think uh, that city has done a great job. And I think a lot of what we've um, sought to do down here is is kind of I don't want to say replicating the New York City model, but um, it does take that into consideration. And I think this region, probably more so than New York, honestly, is is ripe for this type of project um, across the jurisdictions. I'm surprised that it's not regional, regional, uh, because people, I mean, all you have to do is try to go cross the bridge between work hours and non-work hours, and it's it's everybody is going every place. Yeah, I'm, it's absolutely crazy. I mean, right, so... I work in government, so I know where all of these political jurisdiction and boundary lines are. Yeah. Um, but 
I would say that most people only have very sort of limited idea and they probably don't care either, honestly, well, right? Like if you're in Fairfax City, you don't <laughs> care that you're not in Fairfax City and or, or Fairfax County. And if you're in Arlington County, it really doesn't make a difference when you go two miles west and you're in Fairfax County. So to me, it's it's a little uh, silly that it's it's not silly, but it's frustrating that we have to deal with these political jurisdictions like this. But um, I would say that my experience has been that the staff level and elected officials um, for all of these jurisdictions are very interested in solving this problem. So tell me, what, tell me what Go Virginia is. Um, so Go Virginia is a, a program funded by um, a grant from the governor's office. Um, and I, it started uh, in its very early stages prior to my arrival here. So I can only speak to what has happened since I got here. But um, the the jurisdictions in Northern Virginia came together, proposed a project. This project was the Tech Talent Pipeline. Um, and at the early stage sort of outlined how this program would work um, and then partnered with um, – uh, Northern Virginia Community College to administer this program. And uh, we, I, I'm ex- everybody's ecstatic that the Northern Virginia region won the grant for this. Um, and it is just getting up and running right now. And it's, I, you know, I could be wrong. And maybe this is just because I'm still relatively new here. But I don't think there has ever been regional cooperation um, on a project like this ever. Of course, now that I've said that out loud, I'm thinking about the attraction of Amazon to the region. So maybe, you know, maybe those are two excellent examples of jurisdictions working together to highlight what makes this region, at least with regards to Northern Virginia, very unique among regions throughout the the um, the country. Uh, if, if you look at our statistics and, and some of our demographics, I mean, this is you know, probably the most educated region in all of the United States. And um, it's also a very when when you come to uh, job creation and and economic development, I think it's a very forward thinking, forward leaning um, region as well. Uh, And so, you know, even prior to the Amazon announcement, I think this region and I would certainly say Fairfax City um, specifically, but this region generally is on the cusp of something very exciting here. So I have questions to ask you about the the Amazon and the uh, Go uh, Go Virginia sure. plan. Uh, so, first of all, how does Go Virginia work with the talent pipeline? How does it how so, so actually Go, does it work? Go Virginia is the um, my understanding is that that's the larger program, and then the tech talent pipeline is what the the regions ha- or the regions the jurisdictions have branded their program as. Uh, just a second. I wanted to say a word for our program. Uh, if you haven't seen it or heard it, uh, it's the Workforce Show, and we ha- interview people on exciting ideas and concepts and innovation in the STEM world. And uh, we have Chris here because his county, I mean his city, it's not a county jurisdiction, it's a city, uh, is part of the uh, this tech forward example that we we'd like to uh, to sh- uh, share share with everybody, and uh, so uh, we will we we're happy to have him, and we will continue with our shows, the workforce show, and in the future, and having a lot of STEM speakers. Okay, okay, you you were saying that the the tech piece of the of the county is different as a part of the go. Go Virginia, but it's a tech pipeline. The, so the tech talent pipeline is sort of the the 
jurisdictions all came together and they said, mm-hmm. how are we going to apply for this Go Virginia grant? Mm-hmm. And um, the tech talent pipeline was our proposal uh-huh. and it won. So Go Virginia, I guess, in a very simple term, I guess, is the funding stream for the tech talent pipeline and, and program. Go Virginia is for a lot of counties, a lot of jurisdictions. I yeah, Yes. <clears throat> so for Northern Virginia the participants were awarded the Go yeah, Virginia right. grant. I believe, although I'm definitely not the authority on this, but I believe there were a few other Go Virginia grants handed yeah. out throughout the state. Mm-hmm. I do not know yeah. what they are beyond yeah, Northern right. Virginia. <laughs> okay, so the tech talent. So here, what is the tech talent? The, the NOVA is managing this yeah. grant, and yeah. then you have the tech talent, whatever it is. So I, I can really only tell you the very, it's still in the formative stages, mm-hmm. right? So, um, the the goal of the program is to connect people to jobs and to connect the jobs in need of people to those people. Um, how it will work, the logistics of it, we're still learning. And and um, I think Northern the program administrator at Northern Virginia Community College is still um, figuring that out. Um, and it may have advanced a little bit further since my last update mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. But um, I think the plan, at least, is to uh, make sure that people as young as high school seniors mm-hmm. are aware of certain jobs and then all the way through to people who are graduated college or have graduated college are aware of certain jobs as well. Mm-hmm. Um, while we're talking about Tech Talent Pipeline, I think it's worth mentioning that there are other things that are similar to Tech Talent Pipeline. I cannot accept any credit for them, um, but I know that oh, they're – But I will. <laughs> no, I, I can't. Um, but I know that they are happening in this region. Um, and, you know, one of those is is some of the incredible work that's occurring at George Mason University right now. And I've only um, I've only been on the briefing end of it. Um, I know that they have some incredible programs that reach into high schools, partnering with uh, Northern Virginia Community College to really facilitate um a high school senior going from high school to Northern Virginia Community College to George Mason University um, in a sort of seamless transition. And, you know, while that's not necessarily part of any particular economic development um, program, I think that is an incredibly valuable economic development initiative mm-hmm. um, because not only does it um, make it easier for high school students to gain access to college and then quickly develop their career, but it also encourages those soon-to-be college graduates to stay in this region. Um, and that is something that every region is concerned about. You know, when when people that are in colleges in their jurisdiction, when they graduate, where do they go? Hopefully they stay local and go to work there. Um, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I, I do think that a concern for this region has been that people come here. We have incredible schools here. Um, George Mason University, which sits on the southern border of my jurisdiction in Fairfax City, um, incredible national research university. Mm-hmm. Um Our struggle is to make sure that those students stay in the region. I would prefer that they stay in Fairfax City, um, but that they stay in the region. There's a a lot of movement right now to the larger cities, to New York, to Los Angeles, but also to the southern cities, which um, have been seeing a little bit of a resurgence lately in the last few decades. So people are going to to Phoenix, to Miami, to Atlanta. Um, and, and people are still coming here to to D.C., but we want them to really come here to D.C., grow their skills, grow grow their, essentially plant some roots while they're in college and immediately after and stay mm-hmm. here and, and fill the jobs that we have needs to be filled here. Yeah, but if they're, if this program reaches into the high school, they can nurture them all along the way and, and create the opportunities and they won't want to leave as opposed to somebody coming in for to school who's coming in. Well, 
so I, yes, um, I think part of the goal of this is to make sure that the high school seniors or the college students get connected to the existing Mm -hmm. jobs that are here. Um, And so that would be great if they stayed here. Um, But I also think that this is an extremely attractive area in the country for people not from here. Um, So I don't think there's any... I, I mean, I, I could be wrong. It happens. Uh, but I don't think there's any <laughs> I don't think there's <laughs> I don't think there's any concern um, that, uh, you know, a, a graduate from a school in New York or Boston would ever look at at the D.C. area, especially as the D.C. region's economy is diversifying. Right. This is not mm-hmm. you know, people don't just come here to work for the federal government anymore. They come here to work for Deloitte or Boeing or Amazon, um, or one of our higher education institutions. So, you know, there are other things to do here. Um, It's not in my jurisdiction again, but Tyson's Corner is growing quickly. And uh, Fairfax County, it was my little friendly pitch for them because they are great partners. Um, You know, they're probably one of the fastest growing uh, central business districts in the country right now. And they're extremely attractive to businesses that are looking for new corporate headquarters. And, uh, you know, other than Fairfax City, <laughs> I can't think of a better place. And Arlington, what <laughs> yeah, about no, Arlington, I, right? And, and, and in the interest of full disclosure, I am an Arlington resident. <laughs> right. um, Alexandria is an incredible city. Arlington is an incredible jurisdiction. And I am not just saying this, but like we in economic development, we know all of our counterparts. Um, Stephanie does an excellent job in Alexandria. Victor Hoskins is, you know, the man of the Victor year. <laughs> Victor, wherever you see Victor walking around, you have to genuflect because. He is the, right. on the pedestal. Um, and will be. Will be. Right? No matter where he goes, he gets companies in. No, and Victor is just uh, probably one of the nicest people that yeah, I've ever met. So. Next to you, that no. is. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Well, either way. Uh, but uh, going back to Fairfax City, you have some uh, some things coming on board, don't you? Yes. Okay. So um, we actually have always had a, a close relationship with STEM and STEAM. Um, and I think, uh, you know, I've, I've mentioned to you off air, but uh, our, our newest city manager started um, in January. Now it feels like years ago, but it's only a couple <laughs> yeah, months. Yeah, really. um, but he uh, very astutely recognizes the importance of partnering with the education system. So the Fairfax City and Fairfax County Public Schools. Um, but also with Northern Virginia Community College and George Mason University. So there's there's a lot of value in capitalizing on some of those programs that, you know, it the school system is more than just quality of life. It's actually a um, it's actually a selling point for a jurisdiction. It, it's it's why people move somewhere and why they end up having a house there and raising their families there. Um, so there are some incredible programs that are happening at Fairfax County Public Schools and at Fairfax City Public Schools. Um, and now we're starting to look at that more holistically as maybe this STEM connection needs to actually be part of our economic development strategy. And so in doing that, um, one of the things that we're doing this year on the Economic Development Authority side, um, and I've, I've mentioned that the Economic Development Authority is very closely related to our economic development priorities established by City Hall. And the authority is, again, headed by an, uh, a political appointee? Or yes, the, the authority um, is mm-hmm. uh, seven independent appointed commissioners appointed mm-hmm. by our city council. Mm-hmm. Um, and so certainly I make recommendations to the city council, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, they can mm-hmm. do whatever they want. Yeah. 
Um, but our Economic Development Authority has uh, v- very generously agreed to provide some financial support to the 2019 Maker Fair. Um, it's called the Northern Virginia Maker Fair, and it is occurring on, I believe, Sunday. Uh, what month is that? June 2nd. Um, and I'll, I don't know their link off the top of my head, but I'll make sure that our FairfaxCityConnected.com website has a link to the Maker mm-hmm. Fair. Um, tickets are on sale now. It's held at George Mason University and in Fairfax City. Um, but it really highlights a number of the makers across the region. And as the sponsor um, this year, or one of the many sponsors, we're really looking to show our support for this. And one of the, one of the things that I think is actually really cool to tie it back to the schools that we were talking about is that as part of our sponsorship, we secured small packages of tickets that we're giving out to Fairfax High School, um, Paul VI High School, which are the two high schools located in the city, and I believe Lanier Middle School, which is one of our public middle schools in the city as well. Um, and then we're also, to tie it into the business community, uh, we're, we're I'm doing air quotes right now. We're hiding tickets throughout the city. Um, And so we're encouraging the businesses to get involved and to get excited about this as well. And and there's a a big business um, engagement opportunity that comes with this Maker Faire occurring right in our city as well this year. So what does that mean, an engagement or? um, So uh, we're really looking to have businesses from our uh, small business incubator, which we partner with George Mason University on. Mm-hmm. It's, it's currently branded as the Mason Enterprise Center, Mason mm-hmm. Enterprise Center Fairfax. Okay. Um, and so we're um, facilitating connections between the tenant companies of our incubator with um, the makers that are participating in the Maker Fair. But we're also doing sort of a reverse connection, which I'm really excited about, and, and that we're connecting the makers that are um, participating in the Maker Fair with our existing city businesses and with some of our property owners to show them where any vacancies that may exist in the city are so that if they're looking for a location to set up shop, um, they can find it in Fairfax City. They can talk to me directly or, or someone on my team um, and we'll figure out how to support their relocation into the city as well. And honestly, I mean, every like everybody's talking about how cool the maker fair type movement is right now, but it really is. And I went to this last year and you see some incredible stuff and it makes me feel stupid when I'm there because I can't do, I can't do any of that stuff. (laughs) Um, But you, I can market it. We can talk about it. Yeah. Great. That's That's exactly (laughs) what there was. We partnered um, with a business last year called cutaway creations in Fairfax city and um, what they do. And I am, going to really dumb this down right now because I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but what they <laughs> do is bodice, okay. they cut um, machines, so specifically cars in half and their engines in half, and then they rebuild them with some sort of clear, hard plastic-like material so that they can still operate. And it provides people interested in engineering or just the casual customer a really kind of open window to view how these machines are working on the inside. So you never really get... You, you never really get the opportunity to see pistons moving up and down in an engine because the engine's enclosed. But when they cut away half of the engine and then build it back together, they put the moving pieces back in so that you can see exactly what's happening when that ignition key is turned. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I, I don't know 
anything about what I'm looking at, but I know it's exciting it's and cool it's fun. and fun. It's, it's fun. So that's for me, the casual observer mm-hmm. of it. But there are, um, you know, uh, potentially a, a, a race car sponsor would want to have one of their cars could open and then model it to try and attract other sponsors. Um, or it could be shown at an auto show. So there's actually a demand for these types of things. And that's unusual, an, an unusual business to be in in this part of the country because we don't have any manufacturing. That is totally unusual. Um, I completely agree with you. But I would say that these Maker Fair opportunities are really good opportunities to discover the unusual businesses that exist in this region. Uh-huh. And there's a lot of them. And there's certainly a lot in Fairfax City. Um, you know, another business, Thundershot TV Studios, it's the largest um, TV production studio in our region happens to be in Fairfax City. And I didn't know about it until I was talking to them about this and developing our new film and media program. And I learned about them and, and Thundershot. So um, it's a great opportunity to just learn a lot about what's happening in the region um, and certainly for Fairfax City as well. You know, it's also interesting because you're talking about jobs and occupations that are very, very broad, and you don't have to be uh, an engineer to have uh, to be affected by science and technology. I, I'm I'm a lawyer, and I don't know what I'm talking <laughs> I about. <so. laughs> I know, but you are. You, you have to know enough about technology to Absolutely. even market it and talk about it. Well, you do, especially as um, we have more of these unique and tech-focused businesses coming mm-hmm. to this area. Um, and, and they come and they tell me, you know, I'll go out and I'll meet with a business and they'll mm-hmm. say, we'd really like to come to your city. Can you help us find a spot? And by the way, we need fiber connections within 100 yards of, you know, this building or X conduit. And three years ago, had you asked me that, I would have been like, is that like my digital cable service? I don't know. <laughs> no, but like- but it's it, no. And now that I know that like there are actual infrastructure needs for certain types of businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the great things about, look, if you're, this is a general plug, but if you're looking to move a business to a region, get to know the economic development people because um, they are learning a lot about what the infrastructure of their cities and counties are and what they can provide. And more often than not, and like 90% of the time in my case, if I don't know the answer, I know the people within city hall or city government who can provide that answer. That's good because uh, we're a regional radio show, and uh, uh, at least in production, and uh, I can go from one jurisdiction to another, and uh, some people, some jurisdictions are manufacturing, they emphasize manufacturing, the agriculture on the eastern shore, right. is, but, uh, but they all come together when they're all looking for jobs, and they're all helping people get jobs, and the right people will get in, in the right places in, in technology. And the diversity of jobs keeps this yeah. place interesting, too. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. I've really enjoyed it. I okay. always enjoy my time here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you for tuning in to The Workforce Show. This interview and others can be found at WERA.FM or at CareerCentralOnline.com. Thank you for listening. Until the next time. I work hard.